From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, Coinbase QR code drama, India posts some crypto guidelines, and a brick-and-mortar NFT store. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. I got one email yesterday that I want to read from you from Seth, and he is replying to my question yesterday. What do you think, you, the listeners, think about what's happening in Canada, freezing bank accounts, and freezing crypto accounts? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Seth, he says this. Freezing accounts of protesters using anti-terror laws without court orders or due process and with no repercussion is absolutely awful. It doesn't matter if you agree with the current protest, as its use sets precedent, where it could be used against any future protest the government doesn't agree with. This shouldn't be something a free society allows. It's amazing to me that they're so short-sighted, but I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Let me know what you think. This is an ongoing discussion because it's about banks, it's about crypto, it's about finance, it's about, well, how you control your funds. Let me know, Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 9.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $38,859, up 3.2% in 24, but 11% down in 7. Ethereum is at $2,721, up 4.8%. Tether is number 3. Binance Coin, $379, up 3.8%. And USDC is in number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Solana, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at... Well, that is not showing me the right price. Now, is it? I got to go and open CoinGecko because CoinMarketCap is messing up again. Total market cap on CoinGecko is $1.849 trillion, a BTC dominance of 39.9% and an F dominance of 177 And that's going to be a little bit different than what we get on CoinMarketCap and CoinGecko because uh, you just have a... See, see CoinMarketCap right now is showing a BTC dominance of 522.4%. I don't even know what that means. In a market cap of $140 billion. <laughs> so it's totally off today. Anyway, remember, Coin Market Cap and Coin Gecko, they have a different pool of coins. So the whole kind of dominance and market cap is all going to be a little different. So that's what we have today because of reasons. Now let's get into Coin of the Day. And our Coin of the Day is ranked number 47 on Coin Market Cap. It's EOS. Ticker EOS price is $2.23. It's up 4.8% in 24. Current market cap, we're at $2.18 billion. Fully diluted market cap is $2.3 billion. Its all time high was set four years ago in 2018, April of 2018 to be exact, at $22.89. It's down 90% since then. All time low was also four years ago, but in October of 2017. So all time low was 48 cents. It's up 360% since then. So Basically, if you bought it at its all-time low in October and knew how to sell it, you would have killed it, but you're not too happy right now. 
Where can you buy EOS? Well, you can buy it on Binance, Huobi, Gate.io, Coinbase, Bybit, Bitthumb, KuCoin. Well, you get the point there. So what is EOS? EOS is a platform that's designed to allow developers to build decentralized apps or dApps. The project's goal is relatively simple, to make it as straightforward as possible for programmers to embrace blockchain technology and ensure that the network is easier to use than rivals. As a result, tools and range of educational resources are provided to support developers who want to build functional apps quickly, and that is EOS. And you know what? I just want to go back and just look at these different platforms that came out or these protocols that came out over time. Are we really seeing better protocols go come out like Solana, Avalanche, and so on and so forth? Or are we seeing that people are just gravitating to what's new? Or are we just seeing that people are gravitating to what's making them money now? Let me know what you think about that. Let me say that again. Is technology and these protocols getting better so people are going to the better protocols? Solana, newer. Avalanche, newer. And these other ones are just kind of antiquated so people aren't using them? Or are people just going to what's making them money now? Or is it just a popularity contest? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. What do you think? Moving into today's headlines or today's news. The Advertisement Standards Council of India, or the ASCI, has published guidelines covering the advertisement of crypto assets after finding that several ads do not adequately disclose risk associated with crypto. The ASCI said this in a press release. In order to safeguard consumer interests and to ensure that ads do not mislead or exploit consumers, their lack of experience on these products, the ASCI has extensively consulted with different stakeholders, including government and virtual assets industry, to frame guidelines for virtual digital asset advertising. As part of the guidelines, all virtual asset digital products or exchanges must share the following disclaimer. The disclaimer is this. Crypto products and NFTs are unregulated and can be highly risky. There may be no regulatory recourse for any losses from such transactions. This disclaimer must be issued in print, in a video, in audio, or on social media posts. The Luna Foundation Guard, a nonprofit organization linked to Terra, claimed that it raised $1 billion in a private token sale. It says that the money will be used for a UST Forex reserve denominated in Bitcoin. To understand why they're doing this, you have to understand a little bit about the Terra ecosystem, which includes both the native Luna token and fiat-based stablecoins. So here it is. Terra USD, or UST, isn't backed by US dollars, but instead is tied to Luna. Whenever someone mints UST, they must burn Luna. The whole tokenomic structure is designed to keep the price steady. If the price of UST dips below $1, users can purchase that UST at a discount and trade it for $1 of Luna. The arbitrage play means that UST gets burnt, helping bring the stablecoin's price back to normal. <laughs> yes, that's confusing. So they try to clarify it a little bit right here. One of the most common criticisms of algorithmic stablecoins is their reflective nature during extreme volatility, where the arbitrage incentives to bring the peg back to parity can potentially deteriorate. The UST Forex Reserve provides an additional avenue to maintain the stability of the peg in contractory cycles that reduce the reflexivity of the system. Yes, that makes no sense. <laughs> okay, no, it, it does make sense, but there are a lot of criticisms of algorithmic stablecoins, and we've seen that the volatility or the necessity in volatile times to use these stablecoins by traders really throws things out of whack. And while I'm not saying anything about this stablecoin, we have seen it in the past. The digital world of NFTs is bleeding into real life thanks to Solana-based NFT marketplace Neon. 
which I was at by the way, uh, it closed a $3 million seed round last month. This is a brick and mortar NFT store. I was there, I walked by it, I didn't know what I was seeing, but now I do actually because I read this article and it's located at 29 John Street in Manhattan. I was walking by and I was like, how are they even affording this place? Somebody got, must have got super rich off of NFTs and said, I'm going to make a store. I think that $3 million might last, what, two months of rent? Well, anyway, now they have a vending machine that's open 24 hours a day and allows collectors to buy Solana NFTs with fiat or credit cards. The machine currently has two different kinds of NFTs for sale. Party Pigeons, yep, Party Pigeons, and Project Color. Okay, I don't know if you guys seen it over the past day or so. Uh, there's some drama about the Coinbase QR code advertisement that was during the Super Bowl. If you guys remember the QR code, Coinbase QR code advertisement, it was just kind of like, remember the old like, DVD um, screensavers? The DVD would bounce around, changing colors around the screen. Well, they did the same thing with the QR code, and everybody was supposed to get up and scan that. And, well, everybody did. Apparently, more than 20 million people tried to use the QR code within 60 seconds of its runtime. And I was like wondering how many people scanned it. 20 million. That's a lot. Well, it caused Coinbase to crash, but that's not the drama. The drama is that Coinbase is taking credit for the ad, and some ad agencies or marketing agencies are coming out and saying, like, uh, that was kind of our idea. So, here's what's going on CEO Brian Armstrong asserted that the idea for the floating QR code came from inside the company after it rejected the pitches it received for ideas for Super Bowl ads. Well, the CEO of the marketing agency tweeted this said that it was actually inspired by presentations of our agency that showed your team this on 8.18 on pages 19 to 24 and on 10.7, which is October 7 and 8.18 was August 18th, on pages 11 to 18 with ad concepts for the Super Bowl with a floating QR code on a blank screen. Well, the Coinbase chief marketing officer had enough, saw enough apparently, and chimed in. Well, the Martin agency was one of several firms to pitch Coinbase on including a QR code, and the ideas weren't conceptually what Coinbase was looking for. Only after another firm came up with the idea of inserting a code in a popular meme did we greenlight the idea, she said. Well, the drama is probably going to continue because nobody knows who came up with the idea, and anyway, it, apparently it worked because we're still having arguments and discussions about this QR code Super Bowl ad. It worked. UK law firm Gunner Cook has announced that it's now accepting cryptocurrency as payment for legal and professional services. This is not news, yet I saw the headline and wanted to tell you about it. But I don't think this is news. I mean, yeah, people accept cryptocurrency for things all the time. Apparently, this is the first law firm to accept cryptocurrency. But is this news? Let me know if this is news. <laughs> Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. I don't think this is news. Tether Holdings Limited has released its latest quarterly opinion, which shows a 21% decrease in commercial paper holdings over the latest quarter. Commercial paper is a short-term unsecured promissory note issued by a company. The company adds that an increase in the group's investment in money market funds and treasury bills further fortifies the resilience of the Tether stablecoin. Tether's CTO in a prepared statement said this, We are committed to serving the fast-growing cryptocurrency market as the strongest stable asset in the Web3 economy. The CTO also added that Tether has grown beyond just a tool for quick moving in and out of trading positions, adding that it's mission critical to scale Tether alongside peer-to-peer -peer and payment markets. And finally, in what I think is the biggest news of the day, Coinbase adds support for Ledger and hardware wallets. 
Yes, this is huge in my opinion. The Ledger Wallet extension is now available through the Coinbase Wallet Browser extension, providing users with an additional layer of security. Coinbase first announced this partnership with Ledger in December of last year with the launch of a co-branded crypto debit card, which was pitched as a gateway to the world of crypto for new users. The gateway to the world of crypto. That's actually pretty cool. The initiative is part of a broader push by the Paris-based company, the Paris-based company being Ledger, to transform itself from a physical device maker into a crypto platform that revolves around the software application known as Ledger Live, which if you don't use a Ledger and you never use Ledger Live, it's, it's very nice. It's very, very nice. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and smash five stars on Spotify to show everybody that we're the best damn crypto news show in the biz. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.